Bush, we're back. Welcome back to Board Draw, episode 21. It's been a while. Yeah. We had like a bit of a break. We had a little hiatus, but we're back now. Yeah, we're back. Back in the... Well, and then this international break coming up. So. Since the last episode, Chelsea have signed a new manager. It's all been carnage. Brighton have signed a new manager. Queen died. Queen has died. Got a king now. Um, what else has happened? I don't know. Just They're pretty big headlines, yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot. Arsenal's happened, still the best team in England. Hard so, and unstoppable. Yeah, but... I mean, where do we start? So obviously there was a week of no no football and so they kind of threw us off track in terms of our predictions and what was what the hell was going on. It was nice for... There was Champions League, there was Europa League and all that jazz. But we're back now with, what was it, seven or eight games? I think it was eight or seven, I don't know. Yeah, a few of the uh, big yeah. teams not playing this week. Yeah, the likes of City and Arsenal still, uh, still coming fast and coming strong for that title charge, potentially. Yeah. He'd love to see it. Should we start um, with Friday night's games? Friday night's games, yes. Two games on Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah, there was one on TV, Aston Villa versus Southampton. And the other one wasn't on TV, Nottingham Forest versus Fulham. Do you know which one was on TV? The wor- Genuinely, I tweeted this, probably the worst game of Premier League football I've ever witnessed in terms of quality. Like, there's games where it's like nil-nil, but they're like excited nil-nils, or you're like, this is a stinker, but at least they're like playing right. This was a ball win. The quality was so bad. I've never seen anything like it. It was genuinely, if I was both, even like Villa, it's nice to get a win. But if I was their fans, I'd be like livid with the football they're playing. It's so bad. Yeah, I mean, they come out 1-0 victors against Southampton, who are a decent side. But um, yeah, like you said, the quality just wasn't there from either side. It was an absolute stinker of a game. Yeah. Um, I think if you're Steven Gerrard, though, you're very happy. Cause... Yeah, it kind of gets your head off the chopping block for another week. Yeah, exactly. But Southampton, they were so bad. Like, couldn't string three passes together between them. James Ward-Prowse looked shit. So many players just off it. I don't know. Like, obviously, they go and beat Chelsea. So, it's like, maybe they can't... That is a win that they shouldn't have gotten. This is a loss. Kind of like, who cares? They cancel each other out. But... It was so bad, genuinely. And you target Aston Villa in the form they're in. This is a pretty decent way to get three points. And they just didn't turn up at all. Couldn't couldn't pass between the lines. Forward, they were just... I swear they had like two shots on target and they were like barely even shots. It's dry. And then... Again, I mean, to be fair though, that's a draw against City and now a win against Southampton. I mean, yeah. they were much better against City than they were against Yeah, 100 100%. 100%. Um, just goes to show the quality, the gap in quality between those teams. Um, but if you're Steven Gerrard, four points from those two games, you'd be very happy. Yeah, 100%. You know, and they they only lost by, uh, by a goal to Arsenal, didn't they? Yeah. At 2 1. Yeah. What was it, 3 1? I can't like remember. The, it was like the quick instant reply, and then suddenly, yeah. Martinelli again, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, and then. The next game... They had a five-goal thriller that wasn't even on TV. They should just put both games on TV and let people choose. It would be funny, yeah, but this was uh, like the promotion battle. So like, yeah. you had the two new we promotion teams. We were talking about teams. Forest and Bournemouth the other week when it was like, you want to get three points off the people you get promoted with or it's just a bit... They're like six points that you target every year. And <laughs> for me, Nottingham Forest, there's problems there. There's problems there, Luke. Yeah, there are problems. Um, so they were two 0 up. They've done in, like just ridiculous spending, and you, yeah, like I said, he's got two 0 up. They're oh, no. in good players. It was one one, then two one, 
Oh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, but um, yeah, shocking. Just. Just yeah. I mean, it's obviously when you bring in that amount of players, it's going to take a long, long time for it to gel and yeah. like, to become like a cohesive team unit. But um, you got to be getting results, especially when you take you scoring two goals to lose by by one goal after you score two is just going to be. Yes. Yeah, for me, I think it's just that obviously there's just like the looming thing of they've signed twenty what players, twenty five players, and that is what everybody's just going to pick apart and being like, oh, they need time to gel, they need time to gel. But I think they've got to go and do what Everton have done, just and what Bournemouth have done recently, just become defensively solid. Be hard to beat. And then work from there. Because at the moment, they're shipping like three, four, five goals every game. And it's not a good look. It just makes the game so hard to win when you're already two or three goals behind. Your game plan is to literally just try and outscore your opponent no matter how many goals you concede. You're not going to have a solid foundation. You're going to literally fall apart like the slightest hint of pressure on you. Yeah. Um, this was, I mean, before the season, you would have said if you're a Forest fan, this is a game to target. This is a must-win three points. Yeah. I think Fulham have surprised a lot of people when they've come uh, since they've come back to the Premier League um, with the level of performance they've shown. Yeah, they're probably quality. for me the surprise package of the season so far. Yeah. Um, it's playing very well. But Alani got on the score sheet, didn't he? Yeah, I like um, that they started Awani because I think what they've been doing wrong the last couple of games is they've been playing like Brennan Johnson up top with like Lingard and Gibbs White behind him when Brennan Johnson isn't like a focal point for a Premier League he's side. He's better playing off the focal point yeah, as opposed to being He needs point someone off. to play passes with, someone to hold the ball up. And so I like that they've played with an actual out-and-out number nine. And I think he'll if they keep playing him and give him a run of games, I think Awani will come good. Because he seems to be a bit of a handful. But yeah, for me, the problems are defensively. You just need to stop shipping three or four goals a game because just an uphill battle every time that happens. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, Fulham goes score three goals and Mitro doesn't get on the score sheet. Yeah, I don't but, know fancy. Um, Palina looked phenomenal once again. Yeah. Looked to be a really Very good sign in. Uh, Willian, back in the Prem. Got, uh, got an assist, yeah. Got an assist, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're Forrest you got to be a little bit concerned because how long do they get to gel all these players? Yeah, it's like how much credit does Stevie Cooper have in the bank? And to- and probably talk- quite a lot, to be fair. Talking about them going to be defensively, like they need to be more defensively solid and build from that. One of the things about Forest that we, we were like applauding them for was the fact they came to the Premier League and started playing their football, mm. regardless of who they were playing and that they weren't um, sort of like bowing to the pressures of being back but when does it get to that point where you go actually maybe survival this season is a bit more important than just playing our football yeah yeah 100% it's kind of like Bournemouth bit the bullet sacked Scott Parker because that football wasn't working and they've gone oh yeah let's get this defensively sound let's try not to get relegated and then we can go from there but it's yeah like you said how how much longer can Nottingham Forest continue to play their kind of football and it not work how much like credit do they have in the bank because they're going to start falling behind teams that to say teams that they think oh yeah we'll be in a relegation battle with them but if you're already like six nine points behind them you're you're, in trouble yeah you're in trouble especially when you're a team like Forest where you're pretty much the underdog in every game you play yeah literally Um, in Saturday's games 
Yeah, so we start with the the champions, Manchester City. Manchester City. You smashed this prediction. You pit 3-0, and it was 3-0. Yep. Um, first minute, Jackie Greenish. Yeah, he's been getting some heat recently because... A lot of stick. He hasn't really been doing too much. When he played in the Champions League against Dortmund midweek, he looked shit. And um, I think it was quite bold from Pep Guardiola to play him again. Maybe he saw Wolves as a good opportunity for Jack to kind of get some good minutes and saw it as a game where Jack could get his confidence up and a goal straight off the bat is really good. Yeah, his statistics since joining City are pretty dismal considering the fee they paid for him. But it is strange because we we saw at his time at Villa what he can do. Yeah. There was a reason why every England fan was shouting for him to be in the team and being the starting lineup because he was electric. Yeah. Um but even Pep's gone on record now saying that he's not there for his goals and assists. Yeah, I was literally about to say that. It's like, um, but he, Jack Grealish came out after the game and was like, I do want to be scoring more. I do want to be assisting more. But I think it's like, you can tell that Pep Guardiola wants him there because he does work for the team. And even if, I've seen a lot of people come out and say, Jack Grealish, he's um, a player that you want to attack the defender every time he gets the ball. But if that's what Pep Guardiola is telling you not to do, if he's telling you to recycle the play constantly and you go out and start taking on defenders, you're going to get dropped because he, you're not doing what he's telling you to do. So if he is doing him, if he is doing what Pep's telling him to do, the fans have just got to kind of in, bite in, the bullet and be like, team, yeah, it's very much the system comes first. Yeah. 100%. Why they've been so successful. Um, I mean, the problem is when you've got the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, who got two assists yeah, he's and Erlen Haaland, um, the system is that that is the system yeah exactly pass the ball around until they find a little bit of space or Kevin can make a bit of space and then that's it um, but yeah Erling Haaland got on the score sheet again yeah it was a a very un-Erling Haaland goal he was a shot from the outside of the box he like took, a, took on a defender and then hit it into the bottom corner a little bit scuffed he but can do it yeah, all though yeah decent goal to be he fair just, it's like, the question is yeah how do you stop him I don't even know anymore yeah, I but think he's going to be just... If I was an opposition manager, the game plan's got to be cut the supply. Because he doesn't get involved in the game. He'll literally take like five touches yeah. when he will score. That was his third touch, I think, that game. Yeah, so you've got to cut the supply. But how can you cut the supply when you've got Kevin De Bruyne, De Bruyne yeah, in the middle? Yeah, he's a joke. You can't, he, the guy will find the pass yeah. with no space around him. Um Nathan just, Collins, mate. Yeah, I just want to touch on Wolves. Uh, Nathan Collins was fucking shambles what, of a tackle. What was that? I don't know. He kind of like just I decided to just drop kick him. He, he, yeah, he just, it was like something yeah. out of a Bruce Lee film. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing because then he, after he was like, I had eyes for the ball, but it's like, this doesn't matter if you're <laughs> yeah. fucking studding a guy in the ribs, like you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, he, that from then on, you just knew. I, you, oh yeah, they were fighting a losing battle anyway, but I think- The question was how many it was. Gonna yeah, be. and for me, I think they played quite well. I, I I had um I was talking to someone I can't remember who I was watching the game with but um I was like this Wolves team even at ten men would have beaten both the Villa and Southampton teams of um the night before because Wolves were actually decent still creating chances even with ten men only conceded one more when they went down to ten men and they looked okay whereas like Aston Villa and Southampton I saw nothing I thought they'd get turned out turned over by this Wolves team so. Yeah, You're I wouldn't be to find the back of the net. Though. Yeah, for me, the main problem is still what it has been the whole of this year so far and the whole of last year. They just haven't got a decent number nine to put chances away. However, they have uh, copped uh, Diego Costa on a they have. transfer. They have indeed. Um, 
he didn't get any minutes this game. Apparently, he's quite behind in terms of his fitness at the minute. Doesn't surprise me. How old is he? Got to be like 35. 33, I think. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we know what he can do. He, he, he can score goals. He might be just what they need, basically. Yeah. As long as he, yeah, gets a run of games, doesn't get injured, I think he could be, yeah, good. could be a good bit of business. Do you think uh, anyone can actually stop City this season? No. no. I think they'll run away with it. Liverpool are already too far off. And it's probably Arsenal and Spurs, maybe that. But I think them two will just be settle for Champions League and not really pitching themselves, pushing for the title. Erling Haaland is he going to score forty goals. I think so. You think forty? Yeah, forty prem goals. He's on eleven already or twelve already. Yeah, it's a joke. He's only played like seven games. It's giving me um, Thierry on revives where. People understand that he's a threat. They can analyze his gameplay all he wants, but like you actually can't just can't him. stop him. Yeah, hundred percent. Like there is nothing you can do. You just got to hope he comes on and has an absolute stinker. Or yeah, he comes on and rolls his ankle or something. Yeah, well, we were saying this in a, a podcast a while back. You just got to chop him down. Someone take an L for the and whole then you, league. Then you've got to play City with ten men. Yeah, someone take it. Well, that's what instead of fucking stabbing Grealish in the ribs, <laughs> fucking Nathan Collins should have gone for Haaland just take him yeah, out. And then they bring on Julian Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, it, You can't win. Um, but yeah, I, it is scary what the City team are doing. Yeah, it is. Um, and you've been saying it for years, like if you did put likes of Erlen Haaland, even when Messi was linked to them, like the likes of that, in a team which creates so many chances... With players like De Bruyne, Phil Foden, even Mares on his day, yeah. Bernardo Silva, he's just absolutely terrifying. Um, so good luck to everyone. Yeah, so now I think for the rest of the league, but it is what it is. Yeah. Should we go on to when we were talking about Nottingham Forest? We were saying how they need to get a bit more defensively sound, and going from shipping what was it against Liverpool nine? Was it nine nil? Yeah. Yes. Bournemouth lost nine nil. So to go from that travel to St. James's Park which is becoming quite a bit of a fortress fortress and to draw 1-1 against New Money Newcastle yes Bournemouth looking decent at the moment very 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 <laughs> surprising um, yeah I didn't think it was a great game no and for me I don't want to have too many of the Toon Army coming for us but one win in the league so far that's not very good yeah, I mean, they look a bit devoid when players like St. Maximan aren't about. Yeah, I think they're lucky they got Isak in because now Callum Wilson is injured. They could have had just no firepower up top, but I think Isak's okay and he'll carry them a fair way. But yeah, you need you need your money man back. You need some Maximan back because he literally seems to be the only source of inspiration whenever they're coming up against a team that if yeah. they're in a big game where they have to sit in a bit and counter, they seem okay. But if they're the team in charge of the game, expected to dominate Bournemouth, they're a bit lost for ideas unless they have some Axeman on the pitch. Is, um, I mean, they're 4-3. Amaron, Isaac and Fraser. Isaac looks like the only one who's really probably... At that level. At the level to push them forward. Yeah, 100%. Amaron... He's, he's been in the league too long and not delivered his uh, attacking output is just not so bad not there I mean Bruno Gimmarish and he's, he's an unbelievable player yeah uh, they're midfield free I don't mind Willock Gimmarish and Joe, Joe Lennon probably not for where they aspire to be in like a year or two I but mean, for right now I think he's like fine Villa. yeah I think right now for where Newcastle are I'd say he's fine that Joe midfield free is well, good he's, he's decent yeah yeah and I the defense is sound it's just going forward yeah 
it's Botman on the bench again. yeah he yeah. just come back from injury yeah because um, he'll, he'll be once he gets a consistent run in the team I think he'll be a really shrewd signing I think their defensive unit is really good Including and they Nick won't Pope, ship yeah. that many goals I think it's just if they get outscored and they need a fit Callum Wilson Isak's fine that's a maybe even when Callum Wilson's back and you play Callum Wilson up top Isak on one side and Sam Maximan on the other that could be a bit of a um, motive. motive yeah big time because yeah I mean this, this is just a rogue one to throw out there. Obviously, Tuchel's been sacked. Um, I like Pochettino's on the market. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, if you're... I mean, I know Newcastle are very happy with Eddie Howe, especially after yeah. last season. And you've got to get... Like, if you want to see results, you've got to give him time. Yeah. Feed the project. But, I mean, if a manager like Tuchel... Is, is around. Is around. Yeah, no, that's a shout. And it's. I'd like to get Newcastle fan opinion on kind of... Firstly, how many games into the season if you continue on this kind of form before you make a change? And then also what they kind of think Eddie Howe's remit is for the season. If they think it's top half, if they think it's European places, what do they think they expect from Eddie Howe? I mean, because then that kind of judges if the fans, because I heard there was booze at the St. James's Park after the games. So yeah. It's um, one of those. Where do they expect the club to be this year? And if Eddie Howe's the guy to get them there? I know Bournemouth picked up a point. It's a good point. Do you think they've got enough about them to beat the drop this season? Nah. Because I, I just really nah. don't. Unless you'd expect the likes of Villa and Leicester to either come good soonish or sat their manager and come good. And so I think it's just how long can those teams wait in the shitter and kind of stay where Bournemouth are because if they those teams take off the teams that I thought would be in and around Bournemouth are playing well like Fulham I thought they'd be in and around playing Everton. well Leeds playing well Everton are starting to look on the up so yeah it's kind of if the league stays it is, as it is maybe but you'd expect other teams to make some changes and get better potentially um, right let's take a little break and we'll be back with you for the next game which is the Mighty Boys we always seem to do a break right before the Arsenal game. But we can do a different game. That's cool. We'll okay. We'll back in a minute. Right. We are back. It is time now for... The best team in England. Top of the league. Here we go. I'm just going to mute my mic for the next 25 minutes. Hit me. So basically, last year we played Brentford. First game of the season. And we looked shit. We had a COVID outbreak. We had some players um, injured blah 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 but it was still a dodgy result and one that started off really badly it was started off our season last year really badly what was the tweet and Lovely then Ivan Tony came out after the game and said nice kick about with the boys I like I like the shithousery I don't like Brentford but I like the shithousery yeah and then in the Arsenal all or nothing Arteta showed them that for the home game when they came back to the Emirates and we beat them battered them actually and then Today, or not today, it was yesterday when we're filming this, um, we we battered them, not going to lie. 3-0. Um, and then after the game, Gabriel Magalhaes tweeted, nice kick about with the boys. It's all a bit handbagsy. You'll have to see it. Who cares? Top of the league. But um, I think, firstly, Brentford just looked off it. I don't know if that's just because... They don't look like the team that beat United. Yeah, that battered Leeds. Yeah, they... They just... I, every team has one of those days where they just come out and just get it wrong. Either the formation's wrong, the players 
all putting in like sixes out of ten instead of like eight. Out of call 10. ups going to your head. Yeah, you see, he done this free kick. <laughs> they like rolled it back to him, and he like flicked it up and volleyed it over the wall. Don't know if that's just, like check yourself, but um, no, I like <laughs> I like Ivan Tony, but um, yeah, they just had one of those days, and Arsenal took full advantage, and from minute one to minute ninety, we were just all over them. Yeah, I think they just couldn't combat your press. Your press was insane. So good. Um, Saka had a really good game. I thought. Yeah. Two assists for the boy. Gab Jesus just doing Gab Jesus things. Yeah, he, he's the for me. He's the man. He kind of sets the tempo, and he's always on it. You know, with Lacazette, you get one in every three games where he's on it. But Gabriel Jesus, every single game is giving you a eight, nine out of ten, and his press is insane. And when you got Martinelli and Saka on either side of him doing the same, it was good. I was a little bit worried because yeah. we had no Odegaard and. Um, no Sinchenko, but Tierney's a pretty decent replacement. But it was Fabio Vieira's first game in the Prem. What a, what a goal. What a goal, what, what a player, goal. mate. He yeah. looks techie as fuck. Love it. I love it. Um, what, what, I had a point and I was just completely forgotten it. Should um, we talk about Saliba? Is he the best centre-back in the Premier League? I was That was my point. I was going to ask you. The geezers are Is Saliba unit. better than Van Dijk? Yeah. Beat me. Fight me. Liverpool just fans, like- fight me. Oh, he is this season obviously uh, you, uh, you I saw a tweet where it's like Van Dyke ever since Saliba has entered the Premier League and it's do you know that meme of that kind of small guy in the back seat doing the dance and he looks like <laughs> Van Dyke? it's mad but um, yeah for me Saliba one of the best centre-backs in the league and the kind of defensive unit of him and Gabriel with Thomas Partey in front the press resistance is a joke Thomas Partey is so good I don't know I know we talk about Rodri, but I think you have so much protection with how City play. I'd say Thomas Partey is the most press-resistant player in the Premier League. Genuinely, he's so good at having four or five... He'll suck in players and then just take a touch away from all of them. And he kills like four or five players out of the game every time he gets the ball. Yeah. And then we have a disgusting counter. But he's so good at a lone pivot role. One player who's probably gone under the radar a little bit, but he's been absolutely pivotal to Arsenal's success this season. Uh, Granit Xhaka. Yeah, and he's captain this game. Yeah, he just, he's going forward is is part of a game that we never really... Yeah, used to see because he'd always play a double pivot with someone defensively that was a bit wobbly and they both have to defend more than or that Jack would have to defend more than he wanted to. That's it. And you're seeing the fact that he's playing with part, he's got this freedom to go forward. Yeah. And like sort of occupy these half spaces and he's looking really dangerous. Disgusting assist for Gabriel Jesus. Nice little dink ball into Gabriel Jesus. And I think his redemption arc at Arsenal, he still gets slandered in the media. And I think, I don't know why, they've all just got a bit of a vendetta against him because he's easy to hate. But I think this season he hasn't put a foot wrong. And yeah, I'm very impressed with... Going forward, like you said, I saw Ian Wright on Match of the Day say that um, he plays kind of a bit more forward like he does for Switzerland because he has more defensive solidity behind him, especially with the likes of Kieran Tierney and Zinchenko, who now, instead of bombing down the wing, they drop into that, they drop into that space behind him. Forward, yeah. So he doesn't always have to shit himself and be like, oh, what about the counter behind me? He's got cover. He can think about passing it forwards. And he does always look for the progressive pass. I don't know what his progressive pass stats are, but I'd assume they're quite high this season because he does always seem to have the balls on him to look for a pass and it might go wrong and then he'd rely on the press to get it back. But yeah, I'm quite impressed with him in that kind of forward eight role. 
yeah the the organized press that arsenal have it, it, it's so well thought out that they have pressing triggers in the op- opponent teams that they they focus on um very much how brentford did against uh man united when mm. every time fred had the ball they would get on him yeah. swarming with two three players because they knew that he he was very um poor when it came to being pressed yeah um you got school in the morning yeah Nwaneri <laughs> I saw so I saw um, a tweet where it was like um, his PE teacher when he comes back into school when he didn't even know who he was until yesterday the Arsenal game and he's just there like Jose Mourinho masterclass <laughs> and I was like yeah imagine being the youngest player ever in the Premier League that's crazy he was 12 when COVID started yeah that's nuts 15 years old you go back to school and you'd be cleaning up Year 11 Arsenal player mate are you dumb that, that is are you dumb I'd, the teacher would be like sit down for your GCSE I'd be like shut up <laughs> talk to me about GCSE what you, like, are you stupid that is mental 15 GCSEs what nah no I'm playing for know, Arsenal do you know much about him because I can't say nah that. so he came this was literally so he's been training with the first team now for like couple of weeks and I think he's just shot up so he was playing in the under 18s at 12 years old and just being fast tracked straight from the under 18s to the 21s to first team crazy under 18s at 12 and he's playing against Brentford in the Premier League at 15 yeah he's so I don't know what they see in him but he must be cooking because that's 15 years old to be training with the first team and then get on in the Prem, mate. Yeah, crazy. That is mental. You only ever play in the Prem now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Hey, so he beat Arsenal's Cesc Fabregas um, for the Arsenal record. I don't know who he beat. I think it's Harvey Elliott yeah, that he took the Harvey Elliott, yeah. Premier League one off. But yeah, that's, but that's, yeah, that's crazy mental. So congratulations to him. Yeah, shout out. Hopefully big things to come. Yeah, come on. But yeah, any, any final thoughts on the, the Arsenal game? Nah, uh, I know everyone was talking about Man United game being our first true test of the season and we lost that. We got Spurs after the international break. That'll be a game. Spurs undefeated in the Prem. And we'll move on to the next because I've got some words about Spurs. But um, Very kind yeah. words, obviously. Yeah, always. And um, then, yeah, so them undefeated, us, top of the league. That'll be a very big North London derby. Yeah. Um, Tottenham 6 to Leicester. Brendan Rodgers, is your time up, mate? Do you see James Madison come out after the game? His post match. I thought he did a good interview. Yeah, he's good. He's he like Jack getting, Grealish in the sense that press. they get like he's press resistant. They get yeah, come on. But um, they get kind of painted in the media as he's kind of like don't want to be like stupid players that are lucky that they're good at football. But both of them, when they come out in the media, every time I've seen them, they got quite a bit about them. Mm. Like talking wise, they don't seem like a media trained robot. They have like good personality when they get interviewed and James Madison was the same he was like um, if you just looked at the result and saw 6-2 you'd be like he these were his words you'd be like Leicester getting battered again but it actually wasn't like that and First that is half. what I've kind of labelled on Spurs every time I've watched them this season and I'm going to label it on them again they can't dominate a game Ars- I don't want to like hark back to Arsenal but Arsenal against Leicester 3-0 You'd expect that to be a batter, and it was. We battered them from minute zero to minute 90. Possession, we were all over them. Shots on target, blah, blah, blah. Leicester's 6-2 loss against Spurs. You'd expect Spurs to have battered them from minute one to minute 90, and then Leicester get a couple of counter-attacking goals. But the first half, it was 
close. I'd probably give it to Leicester as the most dominant team. And then most of the second half until Son came on, it was all Leicester. There was a very good substitution from Conte to bring on Basuma and Son because that completely changed the game and took it away from Leicester. But Dying up until then, so different. Up until then, Spurs were getting peppered. And if I was a Spurs fan, yeah, buzzing. Son's back on the score sheet. 6-2 win. That's quality for your goal difference. Still unbeaten. But if you come up against a good team, like you saw against Chelsea when they were lucky to get a draw, if you're not dominating games in the Premier League, you're going to struggle to get three points every week. You can't keep counter-attacking your way to Champions League. They very much... Yeah, like you say, they don't, they don't really stamp their authority on a game. And I know, and like you say, 6-2 win looks like it's an absolute pummeling. Like Leicester, more shots on target. Uh, more shot, no, less shots on target, but more off. Still more seven shots on target, though. Yeah, just for me, and Son's goals were worldies as well. It's not even like they were playing well. They just Son just came on like a man possessed, and yeah. just every shot went in. But yeah, he was he was absolutely crud. Yeah, for me, Spurs, they don't look they got great. Quite nice as well by the fact that uh, Danny Ward is the worst goalkeeper. Maybe in the Premier League history. The guy genuinely, I was gonna say this. We just need like a separate area for just players that shouldn't be playing in the Premier you know League. He Bournemouth, is out of his depth. Bournemouth lost 9-0 and then like 4-0 or something, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Leicester have now considered more goals than them, I'm pretty sure. Danny Ward just looks terrible. Every time he goes up to claim a corner, he looks wobbly. Every shot, he's, his positioning in the goal is so bad. For Sp- um, Son's first goal, he's like in the middle of the box and it's like, what are you doing there? Because shots... His son's first shot wasn't even that good. It kind of nah. just lobbed him. But because it lobbed him, it looked good. But he's just in the middle of nowhere. It's, um, he's so bad. Do you know what's weird for me with Leicester, though? I and mean, I think we said this before. Like, you look at their team, and you've got players like Madison, Tielemans, uh, Keenan Drisby Hall, Harvey Barnes, uh, Wilfred Ndidi, uh, Castagna as well. Yeah. Like, even James Justin is all right. Individually, there's good players yeah. there. Yeah, Patson Dacca, we saw he was quite good uh, when he first joined them. Yeah. But he's never really had a run in the side. Um, but yeah, and it's just, why is it not working? Like, do they just need a whole reset? Put, put Like, push the reset button in January, get get Tielemans out. Yeah. Try to get some money before he goes on a free and then like try to rebuild get a manager right in who can uh, has like an actual football identity yeah. not saying that Brendan Rodgers doesn't but I think he's just gone stale yeah 100% um, but it's the longest losing career uh, losing streak of his career but apparently the board oh, yeah. is still backing him but I mean it is, it's, it's a dire time to be a lesser season yeah. fan right now for me now. their forward line like Dak, Dakar played well Madison played really well and he's his stats for a team that the bottom of the league haven't won a game. They're still very impressive. I don't, I don't know, know what he, Gareth Southgate's yeah. got against him. He needs to get a Especially call up. now that um, Calvin Phillips is having his surgery. Yeah. Someone like um, uh, Madison or even uh, Barry Eze, it's a perfect time for one of them to get into the squad. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, their front line, like Barnes, Madison, Dak are all good players. I think the problem is defensively. I think Johnny Evans is past it. I don't want to judge this new Fayez guy too soon because this was his first proper game. But yeah, I think between them and then Danny Ward, I think you always need a good unit between the goalkeeper and the two centre-backs. And I don't think Leicester have got that at the moment. And you're going to keep shipping goals when that happens. Yeah, they've conceded like the most set-piece goals since the beginning of last season as well. Set-piece. 
defending is atrocious. It is so, so bad. And it so seems bad. so clear and obvious. And it's yeah. just like, how has it gone on now for nearly a season and like and like eight games? Yeah, how have you not fixed where that? Where no one in the in the in the boardrooms going right? Well, that's fucking obvious, isn't it? Let's yeah. sort that out. Why don't we hire some defensive set piece coaches? Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's a mess. But yeah, I mean, you're looking at their bench as well. The likes of uh, the only centre back in the team, uh, Daniel Marty. Yeah, and he's not even he's really not even a, a centre back. Yeah, it's a mess. Uh, Sumare was meant to be a really hype signing. And he's just not really turned up. No, indeed, he had a bit of a stinker as well that game, and he was he was like touted to be like one of the best defensive midfielders in the Prem, and he's just fallen off a cliff. Luke Thomas, yeah, very average. Yeah, and it's not looking good at Leicester. Yeah, he's just really really sad times. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to say about Spurs though is what I do like is the strength in depth going forward. The ability to have Son to come off the bench and change the game for you is so handy. And that's going to prove crucial in like the latter ends of the and season where you Son. need to rotate more. It's, it's Richarlison. So yes. Richarlison, you've got Kulisevsky. Richarlison, when they were playing Spurs, uh, when Spurs were playing Chelsea, he came on and changed the game completely. And you saw this with Son. So they've got the ability, if it's not working, to bring players off the bench at a very good level. And so that is one thing that I think will bode quite well for Spurs, that if they're in a game where they're struggling, like they were against Chelsea, like they were here, off the bench, they've got good, solid options, which I think is handy. Nice. Um, should we quickly get through Everton West Ham rather off the game? Yeah, week? stinker of that game. And then uh, we'll get on to some predictions. But yeah, Frank Lampard, Everton 1, West Ham nil. West Ham. Problems. Fucking toothless. Yeah, problems. Like... like just you shit oi um, they've got problems in the fact that Antonio's not playing well they need to drop him they've got so many players that I think have kind of had their spot in the team secured for too long and they need a bit of a freshen up some rotation Cresswell average Antonio average Kufau average Suchek average at the moment they could all be dropped in my opinion and you could play Skamaka, you could play Emerson, you could play um, Ben Johnson. They, they've got options. Paqueta now, he can play that. So he was playing the number eight role in that game. You could play him as a six alongside Declan Rice and play Lanzini or Fornells ahead of them. I really like Lanzini and Fornells. So they've underrated. got depth. Bowen needs to kick on. He's had a poor start to the season, but I, I think he's I'm got really, it in him. The more I w- watch him, the more I think it was just a flighting spell of crazy season, crazy yeah. form. Yeah, maybe. Um, but he needs to kick on because... The same way that Ben Rama sort of had that, that period as well. Yeah. I know Bowen did it better and he, it lasted a, uh, for a longer period of time, but it yeah. was a fleeting spell for Ben Rama. They've got a lot of players that are dropping five and six out of ten every game. They need to all kind of step up as a unit because they're, they're falling way off where they want to be. If they want to... So I think they've got to a stage now where they're expecting European football pretty much every season, be it the Conference League, be it Europa League or whatever. And they're falling off already. They need to start getting some points on the board. Yeah, Everton though. On the up, mate. I was I've, I had them touted for relegation. And I'm not saying they're clear of relegation yet. But I could say they should start looking upwards instead of downwards because they're looking all right. Yeah, I mean... Um Obviously, they have no Cavalier which since the beginning of the season, which is massive. Mm. Um, but Mope coming on, scoring his first goal. Yeah, that's, good goal that's as well. Massive for him. Yeah. Because he, he could be an excellent player. 
Um, Connor Cody and Targowski, I've been impressed with those. Yeah, we said that when they signed them. We were like, those are kind of pretty much what you want as a team battling relegation. You want two hardened Premier League veterans to kind of, if you're getting peppered every game, they can kind of take the game by the scruff of the neck and defend it out, which Everton couldn't do. Anytime they got a little bit of pressure, they would just fold and concede two or three. Whereas I mean, Cody and Tarkovsky together is yeah. nice. Their um, September run was Liverpool. It meant to be Arsenal, obviously that got postponed, mm. and West Ham. So three hard games, especially yeah. if you're looking at the team, those teams from last season. Um, and to come out with four points. Decent. Yeah, four points out of two games. You didn't get yeah. to play the Arsenal game. Yeah. That's massive for them. Um, yeah, Frank Lampard. I like hard to, hard to break down. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, like we said, the defensive unit of uh, Tarkowski and Cody is decent. Ahead of them, they've got two players that are doing the dirty work well in Awobi and Onana. Both of them. Well, I don't know about Onana, but I was certain that Awobi didn't have kind of that graft in him. He, but he, him at centre mid alongside Onana, both of them are grafting and it's working well. Yeah. He, he's probably their best player this season so far. And them two ahead of Conor Cody and Tarkowski is a nice little square of just grafters, which this, this I think is bode well. Just goes to show you how well set up they actually are, is mm-hmm. that they've only conceded two goals in one game. And every other game they've conceded like one or less. Oh, two goals in every... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what so, you mean. I thought you said two goals. It's not like they, they're yeah. shipping goals. They haven't had the toughest run. They had Villa, uh, they had Chelsea... Well, Which they, they should have got a decent result yeah, they out had of Villa, Forest, mm. Brentford, Leeds. That's a decent run to be fair. Um, and then, yeah, Liverpool, Mets of Arsenal and then West Ham. So, fair, fair, fairly decent run. Um, September, obviously harder, but yeah. if you're an Everton fan, you you must be gassed because everyone was tipping them for relegation. Yeah, big time. I was and, one of those. Um, they've recruited smartly. And I, th- I think you've got to give Frank Lampard some credit because he you was under a lot of pressure Bad pre-season, bad end to last season, obviously, or bad last season. He's got say kept them safe in the league, which is pretty much all he was um, hired to do. But yeah, everyone, like you said, was tipping them for relegation. So to start a bit wobbly, but then kick on decent results in the last couple. Just being solid, and it, and that, that is literally it. It's what Forest need to be doing. Yeah, hundred percent. Forest, uh, they need to kind of take a leaf. So these are the teams that Forest are going to be competing with: Everton, Bournemouth, Leicester at the moment. Leicester and Villa. Yeah, Villa. But Leicester and Nottingham Forest, they're the two that are just shipping goals for fun at the moment, and they need to get a bit more solidity in I mean, there. West Ham are down there as well. They've, I think West Ham will come good. They've got too much squad depth and David Moyes is too good Do you think it could be like fatigue of the, the crazy amount they had of games a long they played season. last season? Yeah, they had a long They don't have season. the depth of a Liverpool or, or uh, a Man City nah. uh, in terms of the qualities. I the think the international break will do them good. Nice little reset because they need it. And I think, I think they'll be fine. But Everton, yeah, I think keep doing it, mate. Keep being defensively solid and they should be fine because they've got players that aren't aren't relegation players. They've got players that are ahead of that. Onana is a mid-table or upper-end player. Connor Cody and Tarkowski, they're mid-table players or a bit higher. Iwobi, decent. They've got good players. Gordon and... potential Ballon d'Or winner. Just throw you off. <laughs> but Demario Gray, Gordon, they're good. They've got good players. They shouldn't be in a relegation battle. So yeah. if Frank Lampard gets them playing and keeps them solid, I think they'll be fine. Nice. That rounds up 
the previous week's action. Game week eight, done. Game week eight, done. Yeah, obviously a bit short of a game week, but now we turn our head to the international break. Fucking hate international football. I just realised as well. I said we're going to do predictions, but there oh, are no yeah, predictions. No, so we'll so. come back to you with predictions. Like we've got a few nice videos for the international break, so don't don't cry. There'll don't be decent footage, uh, decent videos coming because yeah, we've got a couple of tasty collabs and stuff. Um, but yeah, no predictions this week. We've got England playing. Who did you say? Germany and Italy. Yeah, Italy on the Friday and Germany on the Monday or something. But um, so that's to look forward games. to. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Apart from that, I mean, oh, we got to announce our winner of the YouTube sure. competition. All right, calm. We'll be back in a second. Yes, let me sort that out. So, YouTube competition mystery shirt. It's a special one because we extended it, and we got a special prize lined up for one of you. And the winner is, and we'll be contacting you via your YouTube inbox. So check your inbox when we post this. Is Burke. You've commented on quite a lot of our videos and congratulations, you've won the mystery shirt. Congratulations, Burke. Let's go. Boys. Check your inbox. We'll be uh, asking you for your posted details and we'll get that price sent out to you. ASAP. Yeah, boy. But yeah, nice congratulations. shirt. Yeah, congratulations. what you get, guys, when you comment on the videos. Yeah, we'll have another competition coming soon. That's it, man. We've got, the obviously, the long fantasy competition that is running until the end of the season. So if you're not in our board draw league, Get in our board draw league. Yeah, an absolute corker of a week. Fucking, I'm in third place. Let's go. Let's go. Captain Son on the Hattie, mate. So, yeah, if you're not in the board draw league, get in there. Try and pip me to the, the prize. Because if I win the prize, it's an L for everyone involved. So, get involved. There's 197 people, I think, in there at the moment, which is crazy. Mental. Mental. So, yeah, get involved. We'll uh, put the code for our board draw league. It's always in the description. In the description. Bosh. As well, as all of our socials, we we came about with TikTok. We came hard on TikTok. TikTok's popping um, these days. TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts. Yeah, get We were off. on everything on CRUD and it was good. Um, but yeah, keep following our socials because we will be pumping out more and more content. Like we said, during the international break, we've got a lot of uh, stuff lined up to keep you guys entertained. Yeah, boy. We are entertainers. Robbie Williams. Let me entertain you. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I'll treat you to that one on the any, end. Any, any uh, final thoughts? Arsenal winning the league. And it's live. <laughs>